In the name of God who is ever restoring us. Amen. You may be seated. Do you want to be made well, Jesus asked. As a child, this story was one of my favorite gospel lessons because I could actually envision it. About four miles from my home is a, a natural hot springs. And in 1927, a guy named J.R. Seeley was, was drilling for oil. And he, uh, about a mile under the earth, hit this, this um, natural spring of water. And when it shot up, it was 112 degrees there. And so he had this brilliant idea that he would build, build this motel and these pools around it. And uh, he named it Seely Springs Motel, and he put these ads out that this water would heal you. And the ads, um, you can go online and see them, they say, it'll heal you of stomach ulcers and, and arthritis. And he was trying to get the people driving from Birmingham and Atlanta to Panama City, because we live about 90 miles north of there, to stop and spend the night on their way to the beach. And so um, by the time I was born in the 80s, I've just dated myself, I realize, but um, the, the legends of the healing waters of Seeley Springs had grown. And I remember my grandmother telling me that one time they took a horse there who had a, an injured leg and they poured water on the horse and it miraculously healed the leg. And these legends had, had gotten out, the word had gotten out, and so buses of people when I was a kid would come with ailments to dip in this, this healing water. And, and I remember thinking they made it big when a bus from Ontario, Canada arrived with, with people to get in the water. And when I was seven years old, by that point, a doctor had, had bought the motel, and he created this, this holistic health clinic there. And, um, and he had physical therapists who would come and work with people in the water. And my father, when I was seven, was shot in the leg in this sort of accidental hunting accident, I guess. And, um, and he did his physical therapy there. So I got to go with them and swim in the pools. And, and it wasn't open to the public, so this was a big deal. And, and I remember thinking, this must be what it's like. This must be what this gospel lesson is like, that, that there are all these different pools. And when I went to Jerusalem, and I went to Bethsaida, where the, they, uh, the pools are, they've done the excavation, it really did look like that. There really are five, five pools there, and there's a, a portico around it where the ill would, would sit, waiting to get in the water. And the one big difference between the two is that in Jerusalem, to get down into the, the pool, there are these really steep steps, and there's no railing. So, so it's hard for people who, who have something wrong with them to get into the water. And at Seely Springs, they had built these ramps so that if you had a cane or a walker, you could easily wade down into the water. And they also had this really big crane with a seat on the end of it. And if you were in a wheelchair, they would put you in the seat and the crane would swing out and dip you in the water. <clears throat> and as a child, I found every excuse and idea of how I should be able to test that swing out, you see. It never worked, it never worked. Because my parents would say, look, that is for people who can't get in the water by themselves. It's not for you. Jesus asked the man sitting there who couldn't get in the water by himself, do you want to be made well? 
And I think we hear that as, do you want to be healed? Do you want a physical change to happen to you? And the answer is yes, of course, right? Who doesn't want to be healed of their physical ailments? I make a list every morning of my knee hurts and my my elbow, my, my wrist. We want to be healed? We pray for people to be healed. We pray for our loved ones to be healed. We pray for people, I pray for people I don't know to be healed of their ailments. But the Greek word here actually isn't healed. It's do you want to be made whole, well? That's something actually bigger than than physical change, a, a healing. You see, in the Jewish culture, if something was wrong with you, if you had an infirmity, you were not allowed to be in relationship with other people because you would make them unclean. And you were not allowed to go to the temple because you were unclean and you would defile this holy space. So think about it. This man has been sitting there for 38 years without relationship, without being a part of society. And what Jesus is really asking him is, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be, to re-enter this society? Do you want to come back and, and be a part of community? And when we hear it like that, then his answer makes a little more sense. He says, well, I've been sitting here for 38 years, and no one has helped me into the water. Now, depending on um, where I am in my life, I, I hear that in different ways. So if I'm feeling bitter, I hear the man saying, I've been sitting here for 38 years, and not one person has tried to help me in the water. Why do I want to be restored to, to that kind of community that, that I realize that I can't count on anyone? This community that would just be every person for themselves, why, why would I want that? When I'm feeling a little self-pity, I hear, um, well, I've been sitting by this water for 38 years, and other people have had people come and help them in the water. I'm the only one with tragedy. Why would I want to be restored to a community that doesn't understand my tragedy? That doesn't understand all that's happened to me? And sometimes when I'm I'm feeling fearful, you could hear this as, well, I've been sitting here for 38 years, and I figured out how how to be here in this space with these people who are sick like me and infirm like me. I don't know what it would be like to be made well and, and be a part of that community. You see, sometimes we, we fear the cure more than, more than we fear the illness. We've learned to, we learn to live with the illness. But Jesus, you notice, he, he doesn't come along and say, hey guys, uh, take this man and put him in the water. Let's, let's heal him. Jesus just simply says, take up your mat and walk. You've been made well. You've been made well. Despite everything going on in your head and your heart and your objections, you've been made well. Here's some grace for you. And we don't hear the rest of the story this morning, but what happens is the man immediately takes up his mat. It's the Sabbath day, we're told. And he goes to the temple because he hasn't been there in 38 years. 
And what happens, he's, he's met at the temple by these temple authorities, and what do they do? They say, you're breaking the rules. Why are you carrying a mat? It's the Sabbath, you can't work on the Sabbath. And he says, hey, look, guys, I'm back. I'm well, I'm back a part of you. And they said, well, yeah, well, who did that to you? And he says, I, you know, I don't, I don't know his name, but I'm back. And a few days later, Jesus meets him, and I, I think that, I, I read into that, Jesus hears that, that same bitterness and that same self-pity and fear, even though he's been made well, right? And Jesus reminds him, look, I'm going to continue to make you well. But that stuff going on in your head and your heart, that keeps you out of relationship with other people. That's sin, and you've got to deal with that. But I, your grace is here. It's here. You've been made well. You know, and, and I think Jesus is reminding us that, that sin is actually being out of relationship with God and ultimately with other people. And, you know, we want to make a list of sins so that we can say, well, if they do that, they'll be out of relationship with God. You know what that is? That's us trying to focus on other people and not focus on ourselves and what keeps us out of relationship with God. And in our book of common prayer, um, it tells us that the mission of the church is to reconcile all people to God and to each other. That's our mission. And I think part of that mission is that, that we as a community and as, as individuals, we help build ramps and cranes so that other people can, can come to healing and wholeness. But I think that we also get a little bit too caught up in that and, and don't realize that we have to build ramps and cranes for ourselves. We have some work that we have to do. We've been grafted into to resurrection and life and death, and God and Jesus know that we don't always get it right, and Jesus tells us that that, that mat's always there for us to pick up. That grace has been handed to us, but we have to do the work of figuring out how we let go of, of whatever it is that keeps us from God. For me, it's generally bitterness and self-pity and fear, if you hadn't figured that out. But it's different for each of us. The good news is that God constantly asks us, do you want to be made well? Jesus reminding us that the grace is there. What are we going to do about it? Amen.